Thanks so much for joining us today on Not the Pastor. It's Thomas here, and today we want to talk to you about moving forward when your pastor is out for an extended period of time. That's happening right now at our church. I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, but, but we have a couple of ideas about how to make sure that the church family and the church body isn't hindered while pastor is gone. So let's jump right into it. Right. Well, at Harvest Baptist Church, our pastor just went through a pretty major heart surgery, and he is going to be out for about four weeks. That's a long time to be out for a pastor. And of course, has um, been leading up to that. We've been planning for it. But in this situation, I have had several conversations with our, my pastor, and he really does appear confident that things will go on. And I appreciate that because he's put a lot of confidence in me and a lot of faith in what's going on there, but also in other members, men and women of Harvest Baptist Church to make sure things are continuing on and that they keep going. And so, man, I want to talk for a few minutes about that idea today, how to make sure some things that we've put in place, some things that I'm keeping in mind, if you ever find yourself in a spot where your pastor is out for a few weeks because of a surgery or because maybe he's out on a sabbatical or he's on an extended vacation or whatever, right? Each of those carry their own set of um, difficulties, their own set of reasonings why and how you're going to approach a situation, right? If it's an unexpected sickness or illness, and there's going to be a different way to handle that than if it's a planned sabbatical and he's gone for six months because of that or something like that, right? And so each of those will bring their unique flavor or reason to and ways that you're going to handle that. But some of the things that we have done and that we're going to do, I want to jump into that. And there's really two big things that I think have been a help and just kind of govern my mindset in the coming weeks. So I want to share those with you today. The first thing that I want to talk about is when our pastor is gone and he's going to be gone, like I said, for about four weeks, it is of utmost importance to me that we are keeping him and his situation right in front of our people. Our people love our pastor and Harvest Baptist Church is takes care of our, our people that are sick and we want to do that well. But some of the things that we are just making sure is that those horror stories that you hear about, you know what I'm talking about when the pastor goes in for a surgery or is in the hospital for a while and then is discharged and comes back to find that a group of deacons have ousted him, that they voted him out and now he has no, not only he doesn't have a job, but the church that he was pastoring is not, he doesn't have a house to live in because he had a parsonage there. All of those kind of things. And those are terrible situations and horror stories. Can I just tell you that that should not happen? Now, now if if there's needs to be a change of leadership, there's a way for that to be done right and appropriately. But that is not the case, right? It, the, the way that we've just described where somebody is going to be gone for a specific period of time and then come back to find everything is different, that should never happen. This shouldn't happen in secular places, probably. It definitely should never, 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 never happen in the house of God. Right? We can do things better than that. We can do things much more upfront and honest about that. If there's an issue, we deal with it biblically. 
That doesn't matter whether the issue is with um, two church people, if the issue is between a group of deacons and a pastor or whatever, right? We deal with issues biblically. And so as spiritual people, we want to be thinking about that. So, so we never want that to happen. We don't even want those kind of thoughts or that kind of uh, mindset that, oh, this doesn't matter. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, we're better off without our pastor or things have learned so smoothly without him. So, man, do we even need to have him back here anymore? We don't want those kind of thoughts even to like come like to, to, to creep in. And so there's a couple of things I think you can do that would it's just a good practice. All right. Here's the first thing as I think that it's just important that every time we're together as Harvest Baptist Church gets together on a Sunday morning, we're talking about where our pastor is and what's going on there. Right? So when I'm in, when I am standing in front of people and I'm welcoming guests to, to the service, and I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm sure wish that you could be here during one of those times when our pastor is here, you'll want to come back and hear him preach, but today you're stuck with me right? and kind of in a joking way, I'll say that. Or, hey, church family, it's a Sunday night. Hey, church family, just want to remind you that our pastor's still out recovering and he's joining us via live stream tonight. And we're sure glad that he's taken the time to to get healthy and to take all the time he needs to recover. You be praying for him now and keep him in front of people that way. Or maybe it's your Wednesday night prayer meeting. And hey, church, our pastor's in a lot of pain this week. And so we do pray specifically that he gets stronger and that his pain levels would decrease. That would be such a blessing. As we break up into groups, why don't you pray for our pastor right now? And honestly, just that uh, every time a church family is coming together, reminding them and pointing them back to the fact that, hey, you're not in charge, right? You're the second guy. You're the you're, 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 you're one of the not the pastors. You know what I'm talking about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about people who are not pastoring. And so you're one of those people reminding people that there is a pastor, even though he's not here and present in this moment, that's going to be good for the church family. It's also just appropriate and right, right? When a church family, when a body of Christ is divided in some way because of distance, because there's somebody sick, right? we're supposed to hurt and care about those people. And the pastor is also a part of the church family, also part of the body. And so we would do that for Sister Susan, right? Sister Susan, who is going through surgery, or, or Brother Mac, who is having a hard time and had to be put into a convalescent home, maybe. We, we're going to keep them in front of the church family. We're going to pray for them. We, we don't cut them off or discard them because they are not present in this moment, right? No, that's not how a church family works. We care for those people. And so reminding a church family to do that, uh, you think, well, that's so basic. That's so simple. No, I think we're heading off problems. And also it's just appropriate and right. And this is the way that a church family is on board and ready as soon as the pastor returns to just continue on from right where they are, right where they've left off. The next idea that I have here is that when it's when we're talking about our pastor being gone for a while and four weeks is a long time. When you talk about church ministry, that's a, that's a significant chunk of time. What we have tried to do is make it business as usual, as much as is possible. Now it's not going to be the same, right? Pastor is not going to be up preaching every week. He can't, he's recovering from surgery. And so we are doing as much as we can business as usual. So that means that like services run exactly the same. There's a different preacher, but we're not trying new stuff. 
we're not gonna hey you know what we're gonna do we're gonna switch up where we have always the the format that we've always done and this since pastor isn't here this is a great time to do that no that's a terrible time to try something new that way unless he's given the go-ahead or unless he specifically said yes my friend no keep it exactly how it was if you want to make changes if you think that's what is most important you better run that by him and you better have his go ahead and his approval that's just going to keep problems from um, from creeping up in the church body that's going to make sure that your relationship with your pastor is up front and on board man that's going to be a help to you make sure that things run just like they did when he is there if you and you really think that it is the best and appropriate thing to have seven songs before a preaching service, but you typically only sing four, my friend, you better stick with four songs. If you typically are done, if he, if when past, your pastor's preaching and you, the services are typically done in an hour and a half, my friend, it would be foolish to think that you can just like take that and extend services out to two hours Right? No, you keep these things just as close to how they always are. But with that, there's probably things, talking about things, keeping it as business as usual. Right, There are probably things that your pastor does every single week on a regular basis, and he is going to be out. That means somebody has to do those things, right? And so I'm thinking about specifically, if there is a couple, if your pastor always does visits to maybe some of the shut-ins on Thursday, it might be appropriate for you to make sure that that gets accomplished. And again, you're not trying to like weasel your way in out, man, it would be foolish and silly. And can I say it this way? Sinful for a second guy to have this in mind. Ah, if I, if I go and I go have conversations with all these people. I may be able to garner support and, and pull people away from my pastor. And we're trying to create division. That, my friend, is just wicked. Uh, I'm serious. Wickedness is what that is. But instead, to say, hey, I just want you to know that a pastor's out, but we still care about you and we still love you. And we wanted to make sure that you were cared for, even if he wasn't able to do that. And I know he would want us to do this, right? And so you're even keeping him in front of people that way, but also making sure that the ministry that he's engaged in continues to go on. Because you and I both know that the ministry that your pastor is engaged in is not really his ministry. No, the ministry that he's engaged in is the ministry of the gospel. It's the ministry of the kingdom of God, right? This is the kingdom of God going forward. That's what he's shooting for. And that's what you should be shooting for as well. Because the truth is, is your ministry isn't really about you, is it? I just got done preaching this week in Ephesians in chapter number three. And it's so cool where Paul says this, that he was given the dispensation of the gospel of grace. It was given to him. And then he says this, to you word, right? The ministry that he had been given was for other people. It was for the gospel of Jesus Christ to go to other people. And that's how ministry is supposed to work. No, certainly church is for you and for me, and we can benefit, and there are things that we're supposed to learn and glean and grow from. But come on, my friend, the gospel is not about you, and it's not about what I can get out of this thing. Ministry is not what I can get out of it. 
It's about being able to go outward from here. And so I think that's really important is we consider like business as usual, you ought to be able to think, ah, there are some things that my pastor did. There are some things that he accomplished every single week that I should probably make sure happened because they weren't about him. They were about making sure that the people of God's people were taken care of, that the ministry was going forward and that the gospel was going out. Right. And you should do your best. I, you're busy too. And I get that, right? There's other things that you got going on, but maybe you can rearrange your schedule to make sure that the ministry doesn't suffer in that way. And that's one of the things we're trying to keep in mind. And so there'll be visits that I make that I don't typically make because they were visits that our pastor made. And we'll want to make sure that those things continue on and go forward. We don't want to forget or miss people in that time of transition, this time of this moment of change. The other thing is Honestly, as we are looking at our church calendar and going forward with that, and we are having major events during a time when our pastor is not able to be there at all. And so that meant that he had to trust someone else to handle that event, to plan it, to run it. And so there's that. We also are going to have guest preachers here, guest singers during the time that he won't be able to be around. And so with all of that, a pastor can feel confident and comfortable being gone and allowing things to move forward because first of all, it's not his church, right? But it's not your church either. And so you're not trying to get out of this something that is different or weird. No, in fact, it's a bunch of people who are faithful to Jesus, who are trying to accomplish the work that God has given them to accomplish. I know I've said it, but my friend, I just think it's worth pointing out that there are problems. This is a major issue with associates, with deacons, with second men kind of people, right? With people who are not the pastor trying to like finagle or weasel their way into getting that what they want because their pastor is uh, is is not able to handle a situation right now, my friend. That ought not to be the case, and so we ought to we ought to be men and women of integrity, where we can where our pastor could trust that what is how things would happen if he was in the office is exactly how they will happen when he's not in the office. It also means that you, as a second person, that you as a second person ought to have his back. There ought to be the amount of integrity and loyalty that is built into the position that you have, that you possess. My friend, it would be so wrong, so wrong for there to be any kind of situation or circumstance that would lead us to think that it would be appropriate or right to snatch away what God is trying to do. I mean, honestly, I'm just thinking about some times in the word of God where God set up a leader and God set up somebody in front. And I understand that the church is not Israel. Come on, you understand that too. But I'm thinking about that time when a group of people came to Moses who was given authority over a group of God's people, given authority, made the leader over God's people. And there was a group that says, ah, you don't do well. No, you have taken too much. That's not how this should be. God could speak through any of us, right? And a group of people tried to undermine what God had set up. And my friend, 
that was disastrous. Happened more than once. And that was disastrous every time. And and so I, I feel like I've made that warning a couple of times, but I think there can be a, an amount of, well, I know what's best. And now I have an opportunity to, to really showcase what I know and how I think things should run. And my friend, I think we need to be careful that we're not putting our own desires, our own will in front of the work that God is doing and the person that God has called to lead this group of people. We want to be careful about that. And so here we are. Maybe your pastor is out for a few weeks like mine is. Here's what we're doing on purpose to make sure that Harvest Baptist Church moves forward. We're keeping our pastor front and center. We're praying for him. We're talking about what's going on. We're, we're thanking God. We, we spent time in the service this last week praising God for the successful surgery that he had. Right, And we just we prayed for this. We want to acknowledge. We prayed for this, this result to happen, and God brought this to pass. We want to thank God the, for the way that he's working in our pastor's life. That's awesome. And then we want as much as is possible. Right? It's not going to be exactly the same, but we want as much as is possible for business to continue on as usual. I think that those two ideas are really going to help in the coming weeks to just make sure that like the church is stepping forward. We're going, we're moving forward with the situations, the difficulties, the struggles, and people are stepping up to handle the things that pastor would typically do. That's wonderful to see. It's awesome to see how um, God's people have stepped up and are taking care of business. It's so cool. But all of that happens because there's a, man of God who isn't sitting here going, oh, this is my kingdom and I must hold on to it. I know there's a pastor that's confident and sure that God can do his work whether he's there or not. And I appreciate that about my pastor. But also, there's a group of people that are mindful that God has called him to this place. And I think it's important that we keep that in mind also. So I don't know um, if this will be a help to you down the road. Um, Certainly hope that the circumstances that would make a thought like this helpful would be more positive than what they are in our church where a pastor had to have surgery. Maybe though there's can get send him away for, for an extended period of time, or he can take some time away in like a vacation kind of setting or a sabbatical. And it would just be appropriate and right to just to keep him in front of people as much as you can. And then also making sure the business goes on just like as if he were there. And I think that's going to, my, my hope and plan or goal, my, my prayer is that pastor comes back and he steps right back into the position, right back into the, and it's as if the church didn't lose stride at all, that he's able to lead in a way that he could look around and say, this is, this is just exactly how it was when I left. It's exactly what I was hoping for, that things have moved forward, that we're on the same trajectory, same course. That's what I'm praying that will happen at our place. And if you find yourself in a similar position, I think it would be appropriate for you to have the same kind of mindset. Sure appreciate you joining us today on Not to Pastor. You can hit us up on Facebook with questions and comments and concerns. We'd love to hear all of that. 
And then also, if you are on Facebook, you can find us there, facebook.com backslash notthepastor. You can also leave us a review or a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. That sure is helpful when you have opportunity and grateful for all of those that have done that. Thank you. Until next week, we are not the pastor.